Welcome to episode 218 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. I don't know what this voice is. Dennis, I think we got a little New Year's talk this week, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I apologize for the slight delay there. I was about to do... I was about to do this crazy old man voice that I thought would be me from the future. But I I, I don't know why. I just didn't lean into if you, it. If so you talk like that in the future, you know, I think we should... Just cancel the podcast now. By, no by episode one thousand and eighteen, I hope that's the the case. To be honest, but okay. yeah, yeah, hey, hey guys, it, it, thank you so much for showing up to uh, showing up to the. You said 200, 218? I did I it I, 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 I two hundred eighteen. I called it one hundred eighteen. You called it two hundred eighteen. You know, what? we're gonna we're gonna cancel this. Cancel this all together. All right, the last fifty seconds did not happen. Wow, I enjoyed right. it so much, though. Yep, but that's not happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, wishful thinking. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh. All right. I'm here. I'm really in. I'm not laughing. It's the movie toast the show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. Hey folks, welcome to episode 118 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. Adam, I am so excited to be here. We have completed yet another year, year of Movie Toast, dude. Can you believe that? I'm Seriously. still waiting on those two other guys to pop back up. They said they were coming back soon, uh, but well, I don't know what happened there. One can hope those the seats will stay warm. I'm trying to put a cheek on each. I promise. I'm doing the All best right. I can. But I okay. No yes. No, no I, I can't. I, can't, I love I how can't I said a promise it. and then no promises. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, you right. really, no. really own that. No, I, I mean, it's it's quite remarkable. We were talking off mic, and it's like, yeah, dude, how, how are we having another yearly review here? We just started this thing. It's like, what? We just did this. Dude, I feel like we just did this. It's blown my mind. I can't. And, and you'll notice, folks, later, a, a review or two might come full circle by the end of the episode, but uh, not for a bad reason, for, for a good reason, because things do do that sometimes. Stories should come full circle some, sometimes. That's how history repeats itself, so they say, I believe. But um, yeah, I, I this this has been a fun one. I, I cannot believe we've made it this far down the track, and there's <laughs> there are no breaks, folks. I am so oh, it's off the rails what now. This year is going to bring. Um, let's be honest. There's oh, a whole I'm lot of movies. The edge of my seat. There's I'm a whole afraid, lot dude. of movies and series I'm excited for uh, coming down the pipe. I th- this 2022 should be a fun one. I let's let's see what uh, let's see what we get up in the big screen. Yeah. Dennis, before we do that, oh yes, yes, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna play a theme song for. I wanna serenade you with oh, a little yes. thing called polls. Ooh, polls. Wait, 
which I don't think it really counts as that being a serenade because your voice is in it more than mine. But uh, yeah, but you initiated the moment and I appreciated what you were offering. And I was I I was yes. Anding. we just went with it. I, right. I liked it. I was there. So come last on. week, what you, what you got? What you got yeah. last week? You and I texting the new Matrix film, The Matrix Resurrections. And uh, I wanted to know, like, in the sci-fi kind of saga series of films, uh, which uh, series people like the most out of The Matrix, Tron, Ghost in the Shell, and Blade Runner? Oh, fuck. Oh, wow, my goodness. Um, That's a good selection of, like, futuristic, dystopian robot and human stories. Nice. Nice draw, man. I, I... Now, I have not 100% watched all of the films and all of these series, but I do have I'm a few in this that I, that I am like, I, I enjoyed the Blade Runner films immensely. Uh, okay. Matrix, obviously. We uh, sure had a good time with those up until recently. Well, up until the last <laughs> couple, I guess. Um, uh, it's, had fun the with world, one? The world itself, I, I enjoy a lot. But, um, yeah, it's a yeah. rich world. What do, uh, what do the toasters have to say, man? Alright, 0% tie here on two movies, on Tron and Ghost in the Shell. Oh, shit. So, no, I can live wow. with that, I guess. Nothing for Ghost in the Shell. I was expecting that yeah, one to be higher up. That that was going to be my vote if I got a vote, but I don't get a vote. Uh, you then 40% vote, in my head, I, I do. That was so violent. I don't know. It's creepy. It's going to haunt ah, my dreams. Vote! <laughs> that would Remember to vote! Remember, I believe it's vote or die. That, that, that is a callback to previous hosts. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't forget to vote. We're in, the, we're in the month of January, but I'm going to tell you, don't forget to vote. Oh, boy. What a, what a, Tommy, wow. if you were a He-Man villain, that would, be, Ooh, that would be his voice. Like Skeletor's cousin. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, all right. So 40% went to Blade Runner and 60% went to The Matrix. Oh, well, a little shit. shocked by that. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Damn, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, I believe uh, we we talked about the serious finale of Hawkeye last week. So I wanted we to know what people were looking forward to in the year 2022 with Marvel franchises. So uh, I wanted to know which of these movies people wanted to see the most out of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, yes. Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, and Across the Spider-Verse. Oof. I, I got to say, folks, as big a Spider-Man fan as I am, I think I am more excited for the next Doctor Strange movie. But I, to be honest, it's probably a tie between the two. What about you, Adam? See, for me, it'd be a tie with Across the Spider-Verse and Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, which I can understand. I can understand, given the source of that material. So that should be yeah. a fantastic film. I honestly don't think we should have a bad time with any of these movies. One no, can hope, at no. least. But no, uh, no. What, did the, what, what did the peeps have to say? What did the, what did the toasties? We got to another zero, zero here. We got Wakanda oh, Forever on. Really? and Across the Spider-Verse, which oh. kind of blew my mind. So really? that was a, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Damn. that was one of the biggest uh, animated movies of like all time. Dude, like, to me, that is one of the best Spider-Man films, yeah. period. Uh-huh. Animated or not. I don't care what oh, you Oh, yeah, say. 100%. Oh, I keep man. wanting to rewatch it, and I just, I don't know. 
I haven't yet. But um, so 60-40 here, 40% for the Love and Thunder, 60 for Multiverse of Madness. And I think that's probably the hype of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Of course. But, of course. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, still staying uh, in the uh, world of Marvel. Well, Marvel, Sony, I guess you could say. Uh, today they announced... Yeah, yeah. Today they announced the uh, ever so interesting looking Morbius movie is being pushed back for a sixth time. Um, Jeez, man. Yeah. So I wanted to know if uh, people were actually looking forward to seeing this movie or not with uh, with a yes, no. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, I'll admit, I am. I, I would hope at least it should be in an action packed popcorn time. But uh, what about you, dude? <laughs> I, I'm. Tell I want to like it. I want to like it, but it just mm. looks cheesy and dumb. And after the two okay. lackluster venoms for me, I, I go with no. But I'm going to see it, of course. I hope I'm wrong. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But uh, I feel like Venom Two redeemed the uh, the Venom Venomses, but um, okay. I, that's where we shall differ. And I I like that. That's what we do here, movie enough. movie toasties. That's yeah. what we do as the movie toasters. So, so uh, 25% say no, and okay. a staggering 75% are totally on board and looking forward to this movie. Hopefully, they'll get it this year. I don't fucking know. I hope so. It, if anything, it seems like it's becoming more and more finished. I mean, I've... What, uh-huh. I, okay, I've, have you seen movie posters in your local theaters? I, I think I have. I, I Yeah, I, I have. I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say in my last trip to when I, when I did see Spider Man, I saw posters for Morbius, and so I was like, oh, okay, maybe we're finally getting it. I hope this. And they have the uh, January. It's it was supposed to come out, I think, in like two or three weeks, I think. But uh, yeah, now it's pushed okay. back to August. Well, hopefully, folks, we get the movie we deserve. Yeah. Exactly. One can help. Hmm. All right, so one more poll here, Dennis, and this one was kind of a trippier one than we normally do, uh, since we did, of course, uh, talk about the Hawkeye finale, and we had four uh, pretty great MCU Disney Plus shows. We had five, actually. I wanted to know um, which uh, series was the Toasties' least favorite out of Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye? That Pete's dog? Um <laughs> Well, uh, interesting. Okay, what uh, what what would be your answer first, sir? My answer would be it's controversial, but I'm going to say what if I was not a giant fan. I had moments, but overall lackluster to me. Okay, okay, fair enough. How about you? You know what's funny? Your answer is only one step for in my personal ranking is only one step ahead of my answer, and that is Hawkeye. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. The, and, but to be honest, I get it. No, folks, I get it. Uh, like, this list is all good stuff. It's yeah. just, you know, like, eh, it's just, there's stuff better than others. That's all. Yeah. That's, and I, that's I, did, all I, I, I did not want to put WandaVision up there because if, if people didn't like WandaVision, I'd, I'd, I'd be kind of crushed. I feel like that might have been my favorite. Uh, I don't well, know. it had, it had the, it's for tough. me, it had a rough start. But it saved it itself by the end, and it was amazing sure. by the end of that series. Oh, yeah. man. So, to me, that's the closest uh, to Loki. But anyways, I apologize, dude. I don't mean to cut you off. That's what you good. got for the folks? I cut you off. Uh, 0% went to What If, so apparently people really loved What If. 
You are terrible. You're all terrible. No, I'm kidding. kidding. I'm a sucker for that stuff. That's all. Fair enough. 6% went to Falcon and Winter Soldier. All one of you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you for being honest. Um, yeah, uh, 38% went to Loki and, uh, to nobody's surprise, uh, 56% was Hawkeye. Man, so the I world don't... is with you, Dennis. The world is I, with you. I don't get, no, I don't get the Hawkeye love though. I just, no, no, no. This is Lee's favorite. Oh, Lee's fa- oh, gotcha. Sorry. I'm, I'm reading yeah. it backwards. There you go. Yeah. I apologize. Well, there, it's yeah, no, it, it, it certainly, <laughs> it most certainly was. I, what's funny is I was talking to someone today about uh, how of all of like the Disney plus things that he was trying to catch up on Hawkeye was the one he wanted to catch up on the most, but he hadn't watched any of the Mandalorian and that floored me more than anything. It's just like, Oh, everyone has the same reaction. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well I don't, I hate being that person that says, Oh, you have to watch this. Cause that's, it's really annoying. If it's just out of your taste, it's out of your taste. And exactly. He said, he's not the biggest star Wars person, but my biggest defense of, at least the Disney plus star Wars series was that between Mandalorian and well, as we will talk about later, Boba Fett is that it transcends the story it's based on. And it is much more about the genre. Yes. We we are watching a badass space Western take place in front of us. And that's all you need to worry about. You know, like that. I like that you don't really need to know anything else. It's just fluff when it comes yeah. to those two series. I think so. I think so, too. And you shall hear so later on. But that is way Ooh. down the line, folks. you got to stick around for the rest of the show to hear it. But until then, before then, sir, do you, do you have any do you have any more pollage or? Uh, uh, I think we uh, can move over to uh, some trivia. All right. The battle shall commence. Oh, yeah. I believe it's your <laughs> week to go first. I, I think. I don't know. You know what? It, it could go either way because it is currently tied 8 to 8, folks. Look at. Oh, man. Yeah, weeks. it is 8. It is 8 to 8. It's a straight up even tie. Uh, I'm, I'm glad no one engineered this specific event playing out before us because now we have to play out a straight. Tiebreaker! Already at the beginning of the year. Can you believe mm-hmm. it, Adam? I think you oh, can. Oh, I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> it's it's what the people want, Dennis. So why well, don't you folks, go first? I oh, You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. And uh, I think I will abide by my tried and truth faithful horror sci-fi category. All right. Tuffy, out of the gate. What horror series turned Freddy Krueger into an icon. That would really? Yeah, it's a toughie, ain't it? Yeah. Nightmare in Elm Street. That would be correct. Woo woo. All right, Ooh, sir. Oh yeah. Let's ju- I'm gonna send it right back to you. What you got? What do you want? Well What's since you did that, I'll go to mine, man. Comedy animation, please. Comedy animation. All right. Meet the Fuckers and Little Fuckers are sequel to what film? Uh, oh, Meet the Parents. There you go. There you go. Okay. See, there. look, folks, 
It's it's not it's not too crazy off the bat. Let's ramp it up. Let's okay. see what you got, Adam. Come on, send it, send it. Well, you got to give me a category. Well, that'll happen after I tell you action adventure. I think. All right, all right. Hopefully. Here we go. Sorry. What movie starring <laughs> John Travolta was adapted from a novel written by L. Ron Hubbard? I don't know why I said Hubbard. All odd. Oh, oh man. Johnny T, everyone's favorite saran wrapping uh, gentleman. This is an action adventure. Oh man, because I was—I almost would have said phenomenon, but I feel like that would be a drama, not a. You could. You you totally could. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with phenomenon. I'm gonna go with Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. That makes a lot more sense. That yeah. sounds like an L. Ron Hubbard book. Um, <laughs> damn. Well, yeah. there you go. No, I, There's I a reason why we never got a sequel. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't uh, see it. It just looked goofy. Travolta with dreadlocks, I think, with like a dreadlocks. robot and suit. And like the, 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 the oxygen hose jammed up his yeah. nose. No, thank you. we don't breathe this. Yeah. No, it's yeah, fine. Fuck that. Uh, you know, I'll go for an action adventure myself, please. Oh, all right. All right. Well, then you, maybe you can tell me who plays the rough-edged adventurer Jack Colton in Romancing the Stone. You know, I've never seen this movie. I have two names I want to say. I'm going to go with my first choice. Uh, I'm going to go with... um, I'm going to go with Sean Connery. I'm sorry, man. It is not Sean Connery. That that would be the old... uh, the, the 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 casino, Michael Douglas. Michael. Okay. Douglas all right. That was not my second guess. So, all right. Well, there we go. All right, man. Um, you know, how about you serve up a uh, drama musical for me? Okay. Let's do this. All right. This is your second point right here. I'll guarantee it. Who is the arch criminal in The Usual Suspects? Oh shit. Um. To be honest, this is one of those stupid like film school movies that I never watched all the way through. Kevin Spacey. I'm looking for a character's name, please. Ke- oh God, uh, um, what's the stupid name he made up? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I should know this, but this is on. I, I will own this one. I apologize, folks. I do not know this one. All right, Dennis. It was Kaiser Soze. Son of a bitch. I sh- uh, I don't know why it always sounds is, like. <laughs> Were you going to say the that? The American Dad episode is what I feel like I should have remembered. Because there's when, the whole thing Roger. where Roger. Yeah. Yep. He takes the name Kaiser yeah. Soze. Yeah. 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 Sadly, <laughs> folks, I'm sorry. I'll own it. I'll own it. That's it's where it comes good. from for me. It's all good. Uh, I'll take a uh, drama musical, too, I guess, then. Okay. Well. Then maybe you can tell me who coaches Hillary Swank in Million Dollar Baby. Well, I'm gonna go with Clint Eastwood. That was a horrific, horrific. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Morgan that, Freeman. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, I apologize uh, for doing that to you, folks. Yeah, the answer is the answer is Clint Eastwood. It is Clint Eastwood. Okay, Adam, thank you goodness. You got two points. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thank God. Okay. Oh man, I thought you were trying to throw me. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. It was more. He's in that, right? Is it like the buddy to Clint Eastwood? Uh, you are not wrong. That 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 is correct. Okay, I'll take the third point for that. Thank you. 
All right, dude. Let's see if I got this. You know, why don't you hit me with an action adventure, if you could, please? All right. Which 1993 movie is subtitled The Bruce Lee Story? Oh, the Bruce, the Bruce Lee Story. Uh, yeah. 93? Rumble 93. in the Bronx? It was a it's much simpler... Cop, isn't it? Uh, it's up to you. You can choose one or Super the cop. other. Super cop. Super cop. Super cop. All right. The, unfortunately, the answer is Dragon. Wrong. Dragon, the Bruce uh, Lee story. Oh. Oh. Bruce, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, I see what I did there. Sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. folks. That's my own. You let down all the Bruce Lee fans here, man. I, I tremendously did. I, I'm honestly not as... Yeah, that's oh, it. Happens. It happens. Ugly. I don't think I'd Ugly. get that. Okay. Um, what do you What do you got, sir? I'll take. I'll take a horror sci-fi, please. Horror sci-fi. Okay, I think we can do that. All right. If I can, okay. Sorry, I apologize. Um. All right, Adam. Your horror sci-fi question. Who? Do the thorns adopt in the omen? Damien? That is correct. You've got your third answer. Yeah. Now we're up to three points, sir. For a second, I thought you were asking me uh, a question about the wild thornberries. And I'm like, is that a horror movie? Oh, man. Nigel. No. (laughs) No thorn thorn berries here. All right. um, if you got a uh, action adventure question, I'll take it. You are just looking for the action adventure ride of the the week. All you right. know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. All right, I got you. Which Steven directed out of sight? Sodenberg, Siegel, uh, or what? Or, or, or Spielberg? Sodenberg. All right. Did I ask you that one before? Because that looked kind of no. familiar. Okay. No, sir. Uh, I right. don't think so. I must have had something kind of like that in the past. Apologies. But uh, sweet. Could I do... Um, I'll do an action adventure as well again, please. So it's, what, three to three right now? Three to two. You are in the lead. I like hearing that. So I'll take an action adventure, please. Well, sir, you are definitely going to get this one. Y- you just got to tell me who stars in Robert Rodriguez's Desperado. Oh, I thought you were going to say machete. That is uh, the yeah. second film in the series, oh. if you can tell me. The second film. Oh, man. At first, I wanted to say Antonio Banderas, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Edward Scissorhands himself, Mr. Johnny Depp. No, no, no. Johnny Depp is a side character. I'm going to stick with Antonio Banderas. Well, sir, I am glad you ass. did because he does. Uh, uh, did you, the guy you were talking about doesn't show up till the next movie, anyways. Okay. Once upon a time in Mexico. Who we are talking about is Antonio Banderas. Ooh. You are correct. You are at four points, sir. You are what? about to seal the deal. If I cannot stop you, my God, I don't know if I can do it. But I'm the Jaggernaut, bitch. If I can, <laughs> that you are. If if I can, maybe, just maybe, I can venture into your territory. Comedy cartoon. All right. animation. Okay. In four weddings and a funeral, who dies? Charles, Tom, or Gareth? 
I think we've, we've had this in the this past. This was in the last game, and I want to say Gareth. That would be correct. Okay. I'm gonna, the only reason why, folks, <laughs> is because that was a question in the last card game we had. So. And I think oh, we, we had a hard time on that one, but we, we got did. there. We did. I, I appreciated how much time you spent thinking it over. I put a lot of work into my answer you on did, that one. As you should. As one should. No, I really as bogged down the show. Uh, I'll take a, whew, you know, I was going to say drama musical, but I'm really going to hone in here, Dennis. So I'm going to go Send for a comedy animation, hoping that I can sweep it. All right. Oof. This is a comedy classic. So Baby's kids. hold Adam in high regard here. C- come at him if you don't, if he gets it wrong. Fuck you. I, I, I'm going to get it wrong now. Oh, boy. Who Fritz plays? The cat. Come on, Max! No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, that, that, that is not Damn correct. Um, who, <laughs> who plays Bluto in National Lampoon's Animal House? Is it? I'm I, giving I, you options. I'm going to go with uh, John Belushi. Uh, but no, give me the options because I was getting him and his brother mixed up. I know it's a well, Belushi boy. You you should hold that gun close to your hip there, sir, but I will list them off. John Candy, John Belushi, or John Goodman. <laughs> Maybe I'd actually <laughs> like the movie if it was any of the other two guys. I, I cannot I, I don't like this movie. I'm gonna go with uh, John uh uh every uh, every, uh <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Uh, go, go with John Belushi. I'm going to stick with my guns. The Belushi is correct. And sir, uh, you have taken trivia this week. It is now nine to eight. Oh, yeah. Who knows where next week will lead us? Who knows, Toasties? We know. No, we don't. We don't plan this shit. But All we right. try. We we, we have got fun. some big stuff to talk about now. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Thanks. We're not having mic problems. Me every every week. We work through it. We try to figure it out as best we, we can. get there sometimes. Stitch it together, in fact. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing something a little different right now, ladies and gents. We're not going to give you our reviews just yet. We're going to reminisce about the old days of 2021. That we are. And, folks, um, what I've got for you... And you, and you as well, Movie Toaster Adam, is uh, the list of all the four slice reviews and the zero slice reviews of both Adam and I for the year of 2021. Now, Adam, I, uh, I would like to start us off with the zero slicers, if that's okay with you, because it is uh, considerably a shorter list <laughs> than our, our four slicers, if, the, well, I if guess- that's cool. Yeah, rip that Band-Aid off first. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. And folks, come on, let's be honest. It's kind of fun to go back and think about what are, what are the worst things you have seen throughout the year? And I know, I feel like there's probably a title or two that will jump into your mind, but I think you'll be surprised as to here are all, all of the Zero Slice reviews for this- 2021 for movie toast. And th- this Adam, doesn't mean that the movie came out in 2021. This just means we've reviewed it in 2021, correct? Correct. I have okay. both I have all the data for each okay. for each of those uh, questions you just posed. But Adam, do you have any guesses for any titles you think got a zero slice review for movie toast this year? 
Oh, man. I, I know I gave out at least one, maybe two, but the fuck do I recall, mm. man? I, 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 I tried blanking that out of my mind. What do we got? All right, Adam. I'm going to surprise you. Actually, you didn't give any zero slices in the year of 2021. Woo! <laughs> That's because I'm not an asshole. half slice reviews. <laughs> there were a few of those, but there were Dang. there were no zero slice reviews from you, Adam. In Surprising. fact, I was the only one that gave zero slice reviews, and it was for two films. One of them was from our childhood, and we both agreed it is kind of not held up the best. The first one is a callback. It is a throwback. It is something from our childhood, as I just referenced. And I'm talking about Richie Rich. This was mm. one of those films. It just, ah, it, that was... That was a stinker. The other one, the other one, straight to Netflix, as I understand, The Vanished. I gave that zero slices as it was comparable to going. In fact, I like my dentist so much. I would rather she pulled one of my teeth out than watch that again. You know, it's funny. The the last movie I worked on uh, last year, uh, we had Thomas Jane in it, and all I could think about was The Vanished. <laughs> like, I wonder if these guys, because like the guys that our producers brought them on, they worked with them in the past. I'm like, I bet these guys made The Vanished. They did not, however. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I apologize. I hope they had good donuts and coffee at, on that set. That's all I, I can ask yeah. for. I wasn't on the set, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Office. Right. Uh, wow! So that that's it. Two 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 zeros, eh? Just two zeros for me. Now, right. now, uh, folks, are we ready for those four slice reviews? I think so. Okay, I think we are. <laughs> it's, 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 okay, not, not 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 all the hoopla I was hoping for, but it's fine. Nah. It's fine. Is it? I would like to start off, Adam, if you don't mind. The honorable mentions: the films that were not released in 2021, but still got. Four slice reviews on movie toast. All right. Well, the first one up I would like to mention comes from me, and that is Wayne's World. That that's right, folks. Wayne's World from I believe this was 1994. This is honestly comedy gold for me. This is my gold standard of just what a fun slapstick comedy movie should be. And I reviewed this earlier in the year, but it was one that I just, I know for me personally, I needed to throw it up on the shelf of just like the, the hall of fame uh, movie toast films, because it just has that perfect balance of the comedy and the storytelling. And it's all over the place. And it's not afraid to add the extra locations. It it, it does all the hoopla that it should so that's for me why it has four slices. <laughs> that 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 is a great movie. I agree with you. I'm happy that it still holds up to this day. It does. And uh, Adam, to go for your honorable mention, four slice reviews, um, Scott Pilgrim, yes. which I have to back that one up. Of course, it is a classic. This is a film that honestly, I mean. As soon as you try to describe it, you start to realize just how good the damn movie is. And it's it's one of those that if it's not in your library, go and get it, add it to it in every format you possess. See, it's see, worth it. I feel bad because uh, my brother did get me uh, the 4K uh, Blu-ray of it for 
my birthday and I already had it on Blu-ray and I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'm going to As it. you should. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, no, no, honestly, uh, Scott Pilgrim, incredible film, worthy yes. of its four slices, as well as Adam's other four slice review, honorable mention of what we do in the shadows. Oh, Dennis. Yes. Please, I, no, I, I, lay it on me. Lay it on us. You got to check this movie out sometime, man. I think you would love it. You'd dig it, I think. I, I, You know what's funny? It's like this first, like, I think I watched, like, the first six episodes of the series, and I fell in love with it immediately. I can't imagine going back to the source of material and not appreciating right. where it came from. So I'm really excited to check this one out. Uh, well, Adam, uh, yes. we have quite the list of four slice reviews, but one of us reviewed many more than the other. It will probably be me. I threw them around pretty, pretty much like frisbees here, man. And I'm you not good so? at throwing frisbees. Yeah, I think I may have. I know at least two movies, maybe even three that I might have given four slices. I think. Kid, do you care to stake a guess off the top believe, of your head just for fun? I believe I gave one to the movie uh, Nobody. That um, you did. That is definitely one of your four. And, and I stick by that. I believe I might have given Nobody. another one to this movie uh, called Our Friend. Might have might have been a three point five or I guess. Mm, you know what? I think that was a three point five. It is okay. not on the list of the ooh, four ooh, slices. Ooh. But my my other guess, I have to say, would be Mitchell's the Mitchells versus the Machines. There you go. That also right. is on Adam's list of four slice reviews, folks. And here come the rest. Oh boy. Adam also gave four slices to Till Death Shang-Chi. Oh, Extraordinary. Yeah. Spencer. Ooh. I care a lot. The Voyeurs. Profile. The Guilty. No Way Home, Bo Burnham's Netflix special, Werewolves Within. I stick behind a lot of those. Some of those I'm like, well, how did that get a four slicer? And uh, some of them are like, what is that one? Wow. Huh. Interesting. Hey, but, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I, I totally get that. But honestly, I think it's your personal experience at the time of how you interpreted what you were watching. Yeah, what was playing out in front of you, you know, like it's it's that's what's that's what's beautiful about movies. Right, folks? Like it's a lot of it, just like music, just like art. It's it's what you're feeling at the time when you watch it. So the slices like that by that half slice might slide up and down just a hair. But I think it's fair to say anything mentioned on this list here is worthy of watching for sure for movies. Sure. That can in 2020. So Adam, I'd say the slice is right. This slice is right. That is for sure. And I've got a few more slices to share. I would be delighted to hear your four slicers, my good friend. I'm going to try to climb back up from the bottom if I can, because uh, I want to try to reach back up through the year. So most recently, you guys heard my four slice review of The Tender Bar, which, Adam, congratulations on your fantastic work there. And... Your credits scrolling by in the fucking movie as I'm watching it because that was so cool to watch as I was seeing. That was amazing. I'd, nothing like watching your friend's name scroll by in the credits when you finish watching a fantastic movie. 
I mean, just, you can also see my, my, my credits, my name in the credits of uh, Mother Android and Black Friday, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I'm just saying, here's a four slicer from me that also has Mr. Movie Toaster Adam, his name attached to the end credits. That's too kind of you, sir. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it was, it, that was just the, the frosting on the cake there. The next step, I've also got Swan Song. Ooh. Fantastic film over on Apple+. Plus. Please go check that one out. The Harder They Fall from Netflix. Uh, oh, oh my God. That, again, I am just, I think I'm forever a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, and uh, that holds true. The Guilty, for me as well. We both, <laughs> we both agreed on that one. And then uh, my, my final four slice review from the earliest point of the year, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Fantastic film. It was the last film we had from, uh, oh, I can't, I, uh, now my mind is uh, Chadwick Boseman. Mr. Chadwick Boseman, I apologize. It's, it's the last film we got from the late great Chadwick Boseman. And it was a fantastic performance, not just from him, but everyone in the film. It was beautiful to watch. Fantastic. Please go check it out. Speaking of which, fantastic not. episode uh, you and your wife did because I set that one out. Thanks, man. No, I appreciate yeah, that, dude. I really enjoyed that episode. Well, speaking of enjoying episodes, folks, let's pour into the stuff you showed up for, and that is the reviews. Dennis, if I could uh, go first here. I uh, watched a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while, but have not. Uh, oh, a movie please. that we, we we briefly spoke about uh, in our trivia game a few weeks back. Uh, the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox uh, from oh, Wes nice. Anderson. Who am I, Kylie? Why a fox? Why not a, a horse or a beetle or a bald eagle? I'm saying this more as, like, existentialism, you know? I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds illegal. Wes Anderson creates a triumph in animated storytelling. Honey, I'm seven non-fox years old now. My father died at seven and a half. I don't want to live in a hole anymore. And I'm going to do something about it. Don't buy this tree, Foxy. This is Boggus, Bunce, and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in this valley. You're moving into the most dangerous neighborhood for someone of your type of species. Your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. The cuss you are. Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me. Don't cuss and point. You're gonna cuss with somebody. You're not gonna. (laughs) Just by the tree. Okay. Rolling Stone raves. Fantastic Mr. Fox is a movie that deserves to be called groundbreaking. It looks like nothing you've seen before. We look good. Yeah, we do. It's proof that Pixar doesn't have a monopoly on heartfelt and funny animation. I'm asking if he thinks we're in for a hard winter. Starring, uh, as you mentioned, my uh, boss from last year, Mr. George Clooney. He is a, uh, I guess you could say, a stop-motion style fox. Uh, We meet him and his wife. They're on a mission. They go and steal chickens and whatnot. And he finds out that his wife is pregnant, and she asks him to give up the the old thieving job. And... uh, so they can settle down and raise their family, which he obliges to. And uh, unfortunately, after two years, which I guess is like 12 years and Fox years, he's uh, kind of worn mm. down by it. He misses the the game mm, uh, and he starts going nice. out. <laughs> he say he. Uh, yeah, no, literally, that's it. He uh, he wants to kind of rob uh, some of the 
richest uh, farmers out there. And he does this behind his wife's back. And uh, his son has kind of a meltdown because his cousin's in town and his cousin's far superior at everything than he is. And uh, there's a lot going on here. But uh, anyways, the uh, final person that they rob uh, is not well, or a person that they're going to rob is uh, not going to take it laying down. He hunts down the foxes and the foxes got to go on the run and kind of try to survive from this crazy farmer. Uh, I don't know how to sum this movie up. I might have did a bad job on it at it, but uh, it has a great cast. Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, oh, Owen yeah, Wilson. Dude. And it's beautiful looking. And uh, if I recall correctly, I think I heard that these these people all like got together and recorded outside together, which I don't understand that you don't do that. Uh, but apparently Wes Anderson says, fuck it. I can do it. Why not? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like like planes passing in the background and all that shit. They like animated that into the yeah. scene and they made it a part of what you're seeing in the frame. Yeah, no, that that is an awesome touch. And it makes it so much more natural. Like, it's so much more fluid, I feel like. Yeah, it it, it just works. It feels right. And uh, I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to give it three slices of toast. It's a pretty solid little flick, and I'm happy I got around nice, to it. Man. It's uh, currently, I believe, over on Amazon Prime. Well, awesome. I, yeah. I think I th- I think you have one, one more for us before I got a review. All right, I got one here. Uh... This week, we really didn't get a lot of films that came out because a lot of movies came out over the Christmas weekend. But I said, I'll see the movies I haven't seen yet. And quite frankly, not really interested in. Uh, So the first one up here I have is called American Underdog. Football. Tell me about that. As long as I have a ball in my hands, I feel alive. Kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work? The NFL's not going to draft some dude from the 1AA school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. If this is your dream, don't give up on it. Football. Yeah, they didn't pick me. I pick you. I pick you too. Kurt Warner. You got the whole package, kid. And the world just needs more time to see it. He came up with this whole arena concept. Arena football. It's like a circus. People love the circus. I like the circus. Woo! This movie is about it's a biopic of the uh, football player Kurt Warner. I don't know. Oh, if, yeah, you might you might know more about him I'm than me. A, I'm a football fan, so yeah. I, I, honestly, <laughs> this is a film I've been looking forward to. So I'm very curious as to your review. Like for me, it was like oh, this. The trailer looks blah, but I, I really like the main actor uh, Zachary it's Levi. Shazam. Yeah, yeah, and and I love his show uh, that he used to have called Chuck. So I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna watch it, and uh, you know. It ooh, all right. So it's it's literally his entire life from like going through uh, his early days playing football at college and then trying to get recruited and not getting recruited, but then getting recruited and then losing that job and then getting a, a shitty day job and then playing in like arena football, which is below him and then somehow getting yeah. a shot. And 
it was quite the roller coaster. And like, as that's all happening, he falls in love with uh, Anna Paquin, who is a single mother and has a, a deaf child and, uh, and, 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 and oh. a younger daughter. And it's like okay. him trying to provide for them. And like, it's just, it's not my type of movie normally. Like it's, it's a okay. football movie. Okay. It's like a family movie, but it's, it's heartwarming. But honestly, I, I, I was blown away by it. Like I, Oh man, wow. I, I, I really oh, enjoyed it. It, it was, it was really nice. And I'm like, Oh shit. I, I never would have assumed any of this would be possible. Like that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 weird thing I, I will say, sorry if if uh, if if it sounds odd, but they have uh, Zachary Levi playing the character in college, and I'm like, you, you yeah. don't really look yeah. like your college yeah. age, sir. Uh, and, yeah, but I no will offense, say, I, no offense, Zach. <laughs> I know you're a listener, but I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, 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 Adam no. Is it, it, Adam is yeah. I, I, I didn't say that. But I will say I did like his his college coach was played by his co-star from Chuck, uh, this, this guy Adam Baldwin, and I'm like, ah, oh, nice, oh, that's kind of cool, nice, um, that's cool. And uh, fucking, uh, it's it's just so like he's delightful. Anna Paquin's delightful. This this deaf child is is delightful. Everyone in this movie is giving out like great performances, and it felt like a long movie, but I didn't want it to end. I I was like genuinely oh, like enjoying awesome, every man. second of it. Yeah. I love uh, movies like that. Yeah. And God, like it's, uh, it's something else, man. And like, I will say they are promoting it as like Dennis Quaid being one of the main characters. Dennis Quaid really doesn't come in until probably the third act. So he's not in much of oh, it, but it's like, I don't need him. Yeah. It's funny when, um, because the, the only times I honestly see the trailers for it is when I'm watching football on Sunday mornings before mm-hmm. we, we record. And it's, it's all, Shazam! He's oh, all yeah. over. It's all Zachary Levi. It's oh, the, uh, yeah. the version of the trailer I I see is all just because I'm the football fans. They're they're cutting it for the people who are familiar with Kurt Warner. Sure, yeah. So I'm just like I remember watching his rise and like he hit the Super Bowl and it was incredible. It was just this amazing underdog story. I would love to see because I didn't as a kid. I didn't get to appreciate that. Oh, so that's dude, why yeah, you, you probably didn't know about half the shit that happened. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Definitely oh. worth. And for me, the bonus is like, I know nothing about it. I mean, I've heard the name, so I'm like, I know he became something. But I feel like that's when it comes down to him hitting the big league, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. So so that's it's kind of cool. nice. Oh, man. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad. No, I'm, it, it's nice when like it, it's like that, that is me going into like a football or a or football. Oh, my God. I apologize. <laughs> a baseball or a soccer <laughs> movie. Mm. You know, it's just like I don't where I can appreciate the the athletes who are giving their all for the sport mm-hmm. i just don't know it you know yeah so as long as the film can can depict it in a way where it's still thrilling to the to me mm-hmm. even if i'm not a fan then that's what counts totally. so as long as it, it's a film where although it's about football players and his career it's 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 the drama of his oh, yeah. career, right? Like it's the drama uh-huh. of him getting to the big well, yeah. game and all not, that. Not, so. not even the career, just like the personal life and in, 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 in like awesome. the family. That's awesome. And I will say though, I don't like. There's a lot of country western music in music in it. And even can, he, okay, okay. even him as the character is like, I don't like country western music. But then <laughs> guess what? His wife likes it, so he becomes a fan. Of course. Of and course. Uh, and there there do. there are some moments where his wife is also super religious, so we get a lot of like God and praying, and it's like. That's a little bit much for me, but hey, if that's his story, okay, that's his okay. story. 
Um, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it three slices of toast. Oh, nice. American oh, underdog, geez. definitely worth checking out. Forward to that one, awesome, especially man. if you like football, man. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Well, um, speaking of checking out, uh, 2021, oh, we yeah? all just checked out of that one, right, folks? <laughs> uh, speaking of that, um, Netflix has that special that came right back around the horn last year. I reviewed Death to 2020. This year, Netflix brought it right back around, and I'm talking about Death to 2021. I was pretty lonely in lockdown, so instead of just crying on my own all night and all day and at weekends, I thought I'd try a dating app, only swiping men in masks to be on the safe side. I even went on some Zoom dates, which are actually good because they can be really efficient. What did you do before you were furloughed? And that question goes to man number one. I got on quite well with one of them. <laughs> we even had a bit of a cuddle. That's right, folks. A lot of familiar faces back in this one and a few new ones. I got to say, I was impressed by the uh, the, the cast list. But I, I got to say, <sighs> right off the bat, a lot of the same. A lot of the same. Mm. Don't, don't, um... Don't hold your breath for this to be something like incredibly different. But I will say there are a couple of surprises. We do obviously have to update for the times. We do get updated notes of where we've come in the country yeah, in the last year. It's mainly obviously focused on the United States versus the rest of the world. But we do incorporate that same fictitious character played by Hugh Grant, where he's that professor that's like, gives that like weird British perspective. That's like not realistic. Um, we get a lot of the same characters. Joe Keery comes back. Uh, we also get new characters introduced by Lucy Liu. And then uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, this is a, a media re like a reporter played by Stocker Channing. You guys know that I'm a big Grease fan. So she showed up in, at one point in the movie where she's sitting at a bar telling her side of, what it was like covering um, Washington, D.C. during the riots. And that's... Here's the thing with, with my reaction for Death of 2021. It's it's a lot of the same. We get that tongue-in-cheek reference to a lot of those moments in the past year. But I gotta say, I don't appreciate how they handled a couple of the things. We spent a lot of time in D.C. and we kind of glazed over the fact that yeah, we got a lot of Republicans acting like idiots, but we had human lives that were lost on both sides that were just like, we kind of made light of an event that was actually pretty horrific in American history. The rest of the events mm. that we are definitely bad too, of course, but they also give it that due diligence. And that's my issue is like, it seems like everything else in this movie, we kind of give the honorable mention to what that event signifies, but this one we don't. And we kind of make fun of it from beginning to end. And it's like, we got to understand just how bad that was. So that might be my own platform. I get it. Whatever. Pass on whatever judgment you have of me. Movie Toaster Dennis, personally, go ahead. But I didn't really appreciate how they handled that. From then on, I guess it got a little better. But again, we're kind of rehashing a lot of the same beats, the same style humor. The only, uh, the only update is like what events we're talking about. And it's like, yeah, you got a few chuckles out of me, but I got to be honest, wasn't that great? So I'm going to give uh, 
Death to 2021, one and a half slices, because it was, they just hit the same beats again, and I didn't really like how they handled a couple of the events over the last year, so it was... Fair enough. It's like, did we really need this? I don't think so. I I think we should have skipped making a sequel. I was shocked when I saw it, but I'm like, well, I guess it makes sense. They, they did it last year. Why not do it again? But I'm like, last year was a unique year, and I guess this year was kind of like it again. But I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I know I'm going to sound jaded it. here. I'm going to sound super jaded. I've watched a lot of stuff like reality stuff and this and that, and or just people in general being like, 2021 was a hard year, and it's like. Yeah, sure, it was kind of difficult, but you know what year was really worse? 2020. And guess what? We had time to kind of adjust and get used to it, and kind of the world went back to normal. Yes. yes. Yeah. People, bad things happened. People were dying, but it's like last year, or I guess two years ago, 2020, that was the worst year for a lot of people living. And it's like, to call 2021 a really tough year, I guess makes sense. I don't know. For me, it was a pretty good year, but... It was tough, but it wasn't the worst. And honestly, that was my issue with watching this, because right out the gate, that is what they're selling you. Wasn't 2021 bad? Well, 2021 was worse. And, like, the whole thing is just hitting that beat. And it's just like, Mm. okay, stop that. It's not true for everyone. And I get it's bad for some people. Oh, yeah. let's be honest. If we're going to talk about how bad things were, well, the last 2020 was bad, too. Shit. People died then also. You know, like, mm-hmm. if you really want to break that down, then it was always bad. Do we really? Sure. Should, should we be making fun of any of this? I get why it's a therapeutic structure, why we need to use this to exercise the bad things out of our system. And I get that. I just mm-hmm. don't know if every beat of this does that. True. And I, I will say I didn't watch this or the previous. It's just not my type of thing for some reason. But I will say it sounds interesting. I like the I like the fact that they brought these same actors back to play the same characters. It's probably nice. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of would be nice seeing these guys coming back, seeing what they have to say about this year and reprising the characters. But I don't know. I mean, I have nothing to judge it off. For of. me, honestly, the, the best part of the returning cast was Lawrence Fishburne, the narrator. Huh. He was the way he delivers the dialogue is beautiful i just his voice is immaculate but um the best the other side of that coin is i liked the new people we introduced i Mm. liked the new cast that we had bringing back the old cast was like okay that's kind of cool hugh grant he's got nothing going on doesn't he (laughs) i guess because he showed up again sorry Mm. hugh i hope those checks pick up (laughs) <laughs> oh man well let's see if i can turn it around dennis i turn saw another i saw another movie that i was on the fence about and not like jones and to see but i said screw it i'm seeing it for the toasties i saw this uh little indie movie called red rocket you said you're never gonna step a foot in texas again i know this is unexpected oh, nothing with you is unexpected your last job is over 17 years ago that's quite a gap well, you know, I've worked almost every day for the last 17 years. I moved back in with my wife last week. No, I'm calling the cops. Four, nine, really? eight. We decided to make a run of it. I just need a place to crash for a couple of days. What's the big deal? Nike, go fuck yourself. All right, look, I'm going to be straight with you. I'm an adult film actor. Excuse me? So why are you back, Mr. Hollywood? Mikey, welcome back, dude. 
I'm on top of my game right now on like every single possible level. Physical stamina, my mind is sharp. I'm taking 5-HTP for serotonin in my brain. Yeah. Dude, with my skill and ability, there's no denying what I can do. The universe is on my side, bro. Before long, it'll be like we're still married. We are still married. Um, this movie is directed by uh, this uh, guy named uh, Sean Baker. He did uh, what's it? He did the uh, Florida Project and that Tangerine movie. So he kind of does like slices of life and like directs okay. like gritty nice. styles. And this uh, stars uh, uh, this 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 actor named uh, Simon Rex. Uh, I know him a lot from that show. Uh, what I like about you, he dated the the. Uh, oh. the sister in the first season oh, i think he was yeah. in he was in the uh the scary movie movies but his big thing was he used to be a porn star and then he broke into major like hollywood and this movie i think kind of rides that because it's about a washed up porn star who leaves hollywood and moves back to his hometown in texas and uh at first, he's trying to change his life, but uh, nobody wants to hire a porn star, someone who doesn't have experience uh, doing anything or someone who people might notice and it might kind of drive business away or whatnot. So he has to revert back to the way he made money back in the day. He uh, starts selling oh, weed okay. on the streets. Oh, and uh, yeah. And uh, at this point, he has nowhere to live. He doesn't have anything, but he moves in with his wife, not his ex-wife, his wife, who she also was out there doing porn oh, with God. him. But. After she left him, she started doing drugs and had to move back in with her mother. So he's like, sure, I'll live with her. It's going to be temporary. And they, they hook up and whatnot. But this movie is more about he ends up falling in love with a 17-year-old girl and oh uh, starts having a relationship. I guess it's legal because at one point it says 17, legal. So I don't know if that's legal in Texas, but it's a little creepy. Uh, is a period piece? Nope, nope. Modern no. day, Dennis. God. Yeah. Oh. He convinces no. this girl to break up with her, her no. age-appropriate boyfriend. And, and uh, then it's slowly, he's like, this girl, like she could be a great porn star. I'm, and it's about him trying to convince oh her to become God. a porn star so he can then br bring her to Hollywood and make money off of her. And uh, at the same point, he does like her. But so he's having uh, an affair with this girl and still sleeping with this wife and selling drugs. And it's a really real. It's kind of like, I guess you could call it a dark comedy, a black comedy. But there's some stuff that happens that's like, holy shit. Like in the end of the second act, something humongous happens and it's like holy fuck Shit, and uh okay yeah it's it's hard to sum up but it's a very interesting movie um it's not gonna be for everyone uh but it's uh definitely okay. well, okay. it sounds like something i would check out like just in the yeah in the if it's like on something curiosity. yeah like yeah i want to say run out to the theater i i would honestly i i thought i wouldn't like this movie but how do how'd you view it I, I I saw it in the theater. It's uh it's uh playing yeah. in limited release, I think. Um Okay. I'm gonna give it three slices of toast because it surprised oh, me in damn. ways. Like yeah. I laughed a bit, I got uncomfortable a bit, but it really it was something different, which was kind of refreshing, I guess. Well, um, all right, man. I think uh you got a little something that I might have reviewed recently, but I I can't wait to hear your take on it. Yes, sir. I'm gonna jump back in for some reviewing. Um, I'm, I would like to hit up something that we've reviewed back in the past. And for some reason, my notes are not popping up on my phone and it's being fucking stupid. So I apologize. 
if you don't mind bearing with me. No, no, it's all good. Now, as you're going here, I'll talk a little bit about this. I was going to work on this movie that you're talking oh, about, but I, 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 okay, all right. Sorry, uh, no, no, I, no, hit it, hit it, hit it. No, no, I, I left to go okay. do this other movie, but uh, I will say, like you were saying earlier, it's nice to see your friends' names and stuff. And uh, I saw yeah. this in the theater, and uh, I, I know a lot of people who worked on this movie, and it feels nice seeing their names up there. And uh, yeah, and it's weird because. Uh, they, they filmed this next movie in Massachusetts and like, it feels like everybody but me worked on this movie. Cause like I was on jobs and it's like, Oh, I was just on this movie in this and Like you, everyone was talking about this movie for months. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice feeling knowing, like seeing people that feel proud That's of the movie. Crazy. But uh, yeah. Well, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to be talking about my review of uh, don't look up, which I watched over on Netflix. <sighs> Stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's like so stressful. Can I get that one more ice water? And I'll get two more glasses of white wine, and I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, famine. Hole in the ozone is so boring. Yeah, so um, for those of you who missed it in the theaters, this just landed on Netflix just uh, within a couple of weeks by the posting of this episode. And um, this is telling the story of, as Adam described several episodes ago, a meteor hitting Earth. This was discovered by Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence uh, playing the characters of Randall and Kate, or Doctors Mindy and soon-to-be Dr. Dibliaski, which I love. That she it was named after her, but she was always shit on mm-hmm. for discovering it. Anyways, you know what, dude? I agree with you on like 85, 90 plus percent of what you said. It is 100%. Like, what's funny? I think I honestly come from the side of the aisle that this movie leans towards. But even I found the movie to get repetitive. The jokes were funny in the first 30, 45 minutes. After that, it's like, I get it. I see it. It's not funny anymore because you're just hitting the same beats over and over again. And by the time you start to hit emotion, it's kind of like, oh, okay. I guess we're changing gears. Uh, we're, we're playing the heart and not the funny bone. So I guess I'm here now. And it was kind of like, yeah, that's fine. Val fell asleep, didn't bother waking her up because, to be honest, mm. wasn't worth it. I, even <laughs> later, I told her what, what she missed, and she was like, oh, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. She would have rather have slept. So, ah, man. You know, I got to be honest. I'm not, I wasn't really sure. Don't look up. For me, is two and a half slices. It's... 
It's interesting. It honestly is really interesting in the exercise and what it's trying to do. We just hit the same notes for so many beats Mm -hmm. and we do the same thing so many times. Even like the post credit scene is like, it it is funny, but then like we do it five times within the scene. It's just like, Oh God. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. They're dumb. It's just (laughs) like, I was just like, Oh fuck. Okay. All right. Adam McKay, I feel like insults us a little bit with this one. Um, I, I, I like, and as I was saying at the top of the show, just watched Step Brothers. I miss that influence of Adam McKay. Can we get back to that, sir? Please. Oh yeah, yeah. we're talking about that off, 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 Mike. Yeah, but oh. the interesting thing, uh, th- he finally opened up uh, talking about why him and Will Ferrell uh, no longer work together, and uh, it kind of works into this. Like the company I used to intern for, uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's company, Gary Sanchez. They did all those great movies: uh, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, uh, Step Brothers, yeah. all that stuff. All the stuff you you loved Will Ferrell in. My, were produced or directed by Adam McKay, and they were partners since Saturday Night Live. Uh, and unfortunately, Adam McKay wanted to do these like serious things, and he got a claim from doing them. And he asked Will Ferrell, he's like, "All right, let's do these." And Will Ferrell's like, "That's not my style. I don't want to do it." And that's why now, if you see these movies starring uh, Will Ferrell, you'll see they have Gloria Sanchez. It's kind of the offshoot of that. Um, and it, mm. it's just interesting and like interesting okay. yeah and I, I don't know and it's like good that he's doing stuff that he he, he feels very confident in but it's like yeah i i do miss his his goofiness but whatever yeah, me too me too well dude yeah. uh, what else do you got for us for review this week? Uh, i i got another movie that i kind of was looking forward to but i wasn't sure what the fuck it was about from a director oh, that I, you know i got a hankering up? i got a hankering for something for a snack would you mind if I if I go get a slice real quick? I guess. No, uh, I, get, I think you can hold out. If if your if if your review can offer enough sustenance, we'll try. Pizza wise, I would appreciate it. How All about right. that? Well, I got I got a little flick called an indie movie called Licorice Pizza. It's a god awful small affair. The girl with the mousy hair. I met the girl on the Mary one day. But her mommy is yelling no. And her daddy has told her to go. Listen, young lady. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seat with the clearest view. Wow, 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 wow. And she's hooked to the silver screen. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? No, like Streisand. Sand. But the film is a sad thing This is fate that brought us together. But she's lifted ten times or more. Our roads took us here. She could spit in the eyes of fools. You're not my director. They ask her to focus on. Do you really want to see my boobs? Can I touch them? See you tomorrow. I think it's weird to hang out with Gary and his friends all the time. (laughs) I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time. 
forget you. Just like you're not gonna forget me. This this is a new movie by Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, and it's I guess I don't want to say loosely based on his childhood. It's not, but he's he grew up in the valley in the San okay. Fernando Valley, and uh, it's kind of a homage to the valley. And uh, honestly, uh, it takes place in like Reseda and Sherman Oaks, so kind of in like your neck of the woods, oh, awesome. our, our old area. And like, there's some areas that you see in this movie, like oh shit. But it's a uh, it's it's about a uh, a young man. I believe he's 15 played by this guy, Cooper Hoffman, uh, Destin Hoffman's child. Uh, oh, no kind of looks like him, kind of kind of a little bit reminds me of him. Like, it, it's it's interesting. First time acting. Uh, he is a uh, boy in high school, but he's also an entrepreneur and an actor. Like, he, he he's acting in all these little things here and there, and he has money, and uh, him and his mother have a company, and they kind of kind of have their fingers in many different things. His mother's played by a... Uh, uh, excuse me, I'm going to get her name wrong, so I'm just going to say the waitress from uh, It's Always Sunny. Uh, <laughs> Mary Mary. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That, that's that's uh, oh my it? god, I'm close. It's Mary. Sale. Yeah, that's my, my bad. My bad. But her name, I think it is Mary something, but uh, either way, she, she's not in it much. But uh, it's about this boy, Mrs. Charlie. Yeah, Mrs. Day. That's not her name either but she's married to charlie day so yeah um so anyways like it's picture day at his school and like there's this takes place in like the 60s or 70s and uh there's a girl going down the line who works for the photo company asking people if they want like a mirror to take a look at themselves and uh, this uh, hoffman boy's like yeah i'll take it and then he's kind of like interested in this girl uh it's an uh I don't. I don't know if you know the band. I. I don't. But I guess people do. Uh, the the Haim sisters. I don't know what they. I don't know. But okay. apparently, this okay. girl's a singer. Uh, this this girl is kind of stuck in this dead end job. She doesn't know what to do with her life. She doesn't like the job. And the boy is kind of fascinated with her, and he kind of woos her, and he's like. Well, uh, you should go out to dinner with me at this restaurant and this and that. And like his charisma gets her interested. She's like, just to let you know, I can't date you. I'm 25. You're like 14 or 15. But something about him interests her. And uh, it, it's kind of about like, uh, will they, won't they get together? But at the same point, it's like he he uh, he starts a business selling water beds. He uh, hmm. he apparently at one point in California, uh pinball was illegal and then he got the heads up that it was going to become legal again so he opens a pinball thing just so many different little things that like the two of them are working together he's changing her life she's making him happy but she's kind of interested in other people and and it's just a really weird slice of life there's not 
there's there's not really a giant story going into it besides the fact that it's like two people who are, are kind of interested but not interested like he he's full on interested but she doesn't know if she is or can be and uh and it's seeing him get jealous when she goes out with other people and like her getting jealous when he does things with other people but seeing them still work together and being cordial and like you get so many random people in the movie uh you got uh, Sean Penn uh Bradley Cooper um Damn. uh Tom Waits uh well, Maya oh, cool. Rudolph uh, cuz she's the the wife of the director uh and she's phenomenal okay. oh. in it uh so many people like random people pop up here and there and it's it's just Damn. an interesting movie and i've rambled on too long i think but honestly uh it almost almost fits in my top five of uh last year but uh I don't know, i'm gonna give uh licorice pizza four slices of toast it's really interesting and unique damn oh cool man no that's awesome I'm on like what's funny is I, I've told you before that uh, Val was getting screeners for being a producer and stuff. And we, we got the screener for Licorice Pizza and mm. it's in our stack of like to watch stuff. Mm. So I'm very much looking forward to I'd that. I'd be intrigued. One. Like nice, I will dude. say the, 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 the character and the, well, characters the uh, set design is phenomenal the oh, the, the wardrobe is that. phenomenal uh the, the vehicles nice. in it are great oh man it's it, it's it's all around fire in the acting is oh, great in this movie that's awesome um i will say one one funny thing i did notice there there's like a little goof in the beginning like when he's getting his picture taken like he's talking to the girl and walking out and in the shot you can see he has gaff tape on his shoe and it's like what the oh, fuck? No. nobody oh, no. noticed this the whole time <laughs> but that's the only negative I, I can say about the movie but it was just a weird day because i i saw the three movies i reviewed the three new ones in a row so it went from this like middle-aged man having an affair with a 17 year old and a 25 year old having a relationship with a 15. It was a weird day. And like, they were both pretty charming movies, but this one's definitely better. I, I, I would genuinely <laughs> love to see what you have to say about it. Um, That's awesome, dude. If you watch it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. But, um, you got a movie that's not even in theaters yet that's coming out soon, I think. You know what, sir? I, I do. I do. And like like I teased before, Val is in the Producers Guild, so we get the uh, please vote on this screeners of things. But you lucky uh, Movie Toast fans get to hear about my reviews of those films. And one of those is the film I was very much looking forward to. And this is the Peter Dinklage starred film, Cyrano. Hey, Cyrano. Cyrano? Cyrano. Pleasure to meet you, Cyrano de Bergerac. You're a freak. Freak. Friend, I'd be very angry with you if you died. My sole purpose on this earth is to love Roxanne. Does she know? The world will never accept someone like me and a tall, beautiful woman. We have no money. A clever marriage is your only option. I won't be rescued. I'm not in distress. Love, does that mean nothing to you? Children need love. Adults need money. I need something to die for. Write poems and cry for, and I won't be ashamed. I'd give anything for someone to say. 
have a confession to make. I am madly in love. Perhaps he feels the same. But I've never actually spoken to him. Of your love? I think. <laughs> he is Christian. Christian Nuvelet. He's a new recruit in your regiment. Of course he is. A woman like Roxanne wants wit, romance, poetry. I don't know how to speak romantically. I am a poet. My words upon your lips. I will make you romantic. Will you make me handsome? She loves me! I give anything for someone to say. like you do in your letters. You are a beautiful flower. I am not a flower. I need more. You're in love with her. My fate is to love her from afar. We must let her decide our fate. She must have the choice. So um, if you are not familiar with the story, um, this is about, this is a very, very well-established story of a man who's fallen for a woman who he feels his physical appearance doesn't grant him the ability to speak to her on her level. So he must uh, constantly just appease her and he just his only desire is to make her feel happy and then she falls for this other man who has this great physical appearance and oh he's so beautiful he must be an incredible an incredible love i would love to get to fall in love with this man and he's all like oh of course i'll help you and and by a series of unfortunate events he has to help the guy and it turns out he is so in love with the other woman, uh, Cyrano, that he's going to help this other guy. Um, to, uh, he's going to help this guy win her heart, win her favor by giving her, by giving him his words. Now, if this sounds familiar to some of you, this the um, Steve Martin film. Roxanne, which honestly is my personal experience to this storyline is, is where this, um, not where it comes from, but it's what I'm familiar with. My, my previous experience with the story is the Steve Martin movie, Roxanne. And that's what I knew going into it. And I gotta say, even if you are prepared with knowing what the story is, you are just gut checked with a couple of songs right out the gate and they aren't annoying adam they aren't annoying i promise you it is purely like this strikes me as watching a play much like something that's trying to hit the flavor of trying to be a modern musical much like a certain disney plus play hamilton but it doesn't lean into the musical side of it the whole time we only get like five or six songs the whole two hours that it runs but my god you were just talking about uh props set dressing costumes in the last thing where we were reviewing this one holy shit it is gorgeous from this first frame to the last cyrano looks 
incredible. And I, for something that's not necessarily a musical, but has musical songs, I loved, it sounds amazing from top to bottom. I love that we, every time we enter a new world, I feel like we are sitting there as an audience and I cannot believe that this is, <laughs> I can't believe this is what the movie is. I was expecting it to be really dry. Mm. I was expecting it to be very singy, I guess, mm. you know, like I, and it was very much not that at all. And I had such a good time. Peter Dinklage, I was already in love with his acting ability, but good God, does he not send it home in every scene he's in? Well, I, you know what I say, Dennis, the, the dink don't stink. The dink do not stink, sir. I will tell you that. Oh my God. I will back that up, man. I it's that's, what's funny. It's like the, the music reminded me of Hamilton in that there's like, there's one rap song. There's a couple of kind of modern pop songs that they do, but the rest are very stagey, but they don't do them in a disservice to how you view them in a film. This is something that, although it felt like you were watching that belonged on a stage, I felt like I was still watching a movie because we were still presented with all of the locations, all of the wardrobe, all of the coverage of the scene, everything that needed to sell us being in that place. It totally did, but it still felt like I was watching something that deserved to be on a, on a stage. And I loved that it kind of danced to that line all the way down. Cyrano was fantastic. Fantastic! If you have the opportunity to go to check this one out, I don't care if you're not the biggest musical fan. It's not a musical, necessarily. There are a few musical songs, yes. But if you want to see some Game of Thrones motherfuckers slitting throats, cutting bitches down, singing only a few songs, but very well, mind you. Very, very well. <laughs> I Please, please. If you have the opportunity, go check out Cyrano. Uh, go, go rent it, please. If you if that's the best way you can see it. But I, Adam, am going to give Cyrano four slices of toast. This it brought tears to my eyes. I when Val was trying to talk to me about the mu the movie after the credits started rolling, I had a moment where I couldn't respond. I it was beautiful. I <laughs> I had such a good time watching this movie. Seriously. Nice. Please that, go that, check that it out be. if you have the opportunity. This this it it does something. This is what movies should be. I I I want this to be said right now for my top list of 2022. This is on it for sure. Hit it hmm. right now. Seriously. Nice. Yeah, no, you know, I uh, I remember you said that you were going to be watching that this this week. So I checked out the trailer and I'm like, I couldn't get a grasp of how I would feel about it. Like, because it looks like it might be slow. It looks like it might be quick. It looks like it might be witty. It looks like it, I, it just had so many it's different all of those things. That is what's great. It, it, it does all of those beats. As soon as it starts to feel like a musical, it becomes a drama. As soon as it starts to feel like a drama, it becomes a comedy. As soon as it starts to feel like a comedy, it becomes an action movie. Like, and, hmm. and it just keeps cycling through those beats. And every time you think you know how it's going to feel, it presents something else for you. Even if you know where the story is going to go, it's still very, very entertaining to watch. 
Fair enough. Nice. I, I and, and I assume you. I think you said it, but I might have cut you off. How many four star, uh, slices or four fucking slices, sir? Four nice. Slices. Nice. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. This, the dink this is, this gets is floor. And and may I say, I'm very excited because uh, the dink is out there doing some uh, press <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, he's talked about him playing uh, the main character in the reboot of the Toxic Avenger, and he guarantees oh. that it's as wacky and as crazy as you want it to be. Oh and it, it should not let down fans of trauma. So I'm, that, I, I can't wait. Oh my god! I hope that is everything he just promised. That would be amazing. Mm. And, and we got we got my old buddy. Uh, Kevin uh, Bacon and Elijah Wood in it. So it's like a, an interesting oh, cast. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, man. Oh, so, shit. I don't know. Now, we, we have one more movie and, and, and a full TV series to talk about, but I think we're going to be spoiling stuff in it. So you want to just talk about one TV show that we, we, we can talk about without fully spoiling things, I think, before we do those two? Or do you want to spoil I had, everything? I think I had one more movie to talk about before we... Hit those. Oh, oh. I want to give a quick, quick review of a of a Marvel movie. Well, that, 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 that was that was one of the movies that I was talking about. If oh, we I'm, hold I'm off, sorry. I apologize. If we want to I, hold off to really dig deep into that one and just talk about a little Star Wars thing and then go deep into, or I don't know, it's up to you. I I, I don't know why I'm not looking at my outline here. It's that's fucking, fine too. <laughs> well, I guess I, we're gonna I, be spoiling everything here, here on out for the next three things. Might as well stick in the, in the spirit of movies, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Of course. All right. Fuck it. Sorry, people. We're gonna we're gonna spoil a movie that's been out for three weeks. Dennis just saw it last week. I just saw it again today, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna really dig deep this time. Dennis, what are we talking about? We are talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man, we started getting some visitors. from every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. 
All right, folks, you got the you get the you get the beats. You get the breakdown of what the story is. Now we are going to be breaking down what we saw. Well, right. wait, 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 wait. In case, in case people aren't privy or they haven't heard the episode, just give them a quick, brief breakdown of, of what the synopsis is. Just so in case sp- they live under a rock. It, it immediately picks up from the last film in that Spider-Man is just learning that his identity has been revealed to everyone. To literally everyone on the planet. So now he has to live with these consequences. Um, him and his best friends can no longer get into the college they want to. They can no longer live the lives they want to. So in the in a last-ditch effort, he turns to someone that he has a somewhat acquaintance with, and that is, you know, Dr. Strange. What? So you know, let's just see if Dr. Strange can wipe the memories of everyone on the planet and make him help forget that he is Peter Parker and Spider-Man in the same person. And as... Doctor Strange is casting the spell. Peter Parker realizes, oh, wait, don't let my girlfriend uh, forget. Oh, wait, don't let my best friend forget. Oh, wait, don't let my aunt forget. And then in all the chaos, Doctor Strange gets caught up in all the extra requests as you millennials demand upon the rest of the world. And, of course, his spell falls apart. And now... Uh, well, actually, we don't see it right away, but we, we come to learn that uh, there are consequences and the uh, the villains of other Spider-Man dimensions start to creep in to this department. So now we have to live with what do we do with all of these extra villains and a Peter Parker that is much too young to handle this predicament. Oh, boy. That is the setup for this film. And mm-hmm. by golly, do I got to say, it is a fun ride right from the first, like the first frame. I had a great time. This is like a Spider-Man movie. I, as much as I had a hard time with the amazing Spider-Man films, this makes up so hard for all of them. Mm-hmm. It was Oh, good. It hey, makes you want to get a third one. Uh, yeah, honestly. Oh, oh my God, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Yes, please. Please do it. I, I would I would much like much more of this kind of Spider-Man screen, only because, <laughs> as we said, folks, we warned you, spoilers, because we get so much more Spider-Man of the Spider-Man that we already knew. Okay, that's what I love about, like, we, we acknowledge that we've learned the lessons we've established in all the other films. I liked the Spider-Man we got from Andrew Garfield. He played a great Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. He did a great job. He was just handed not a great script. It was just not good movies. Okay? This movie, this Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, was the best version we've ever seen. This, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that we just saw was the best Spider-Man we've ever seen of (laughs) him. It's like, we got to see the best versions of all of these actors playing these characters in their various forms. And you know what? Just like the comic books, that's what it is. It is different characters in different chapters in various forms. And, and that and is the what thing, the Marvel Universe is. They're, they're, the, 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 the history that they have and, and the, the life they've lived that brought them to this point, the, the, the people they've lost, the, the yes. events that have happened have, have taken, taken tolls on them and, and made them more mature and somewhere that our Peter Parker's not at just yet. Exactly. And for me, that's honestly what makes this film 
the crown and glory moment for our Peter Parker now is that he's only just caught up to where Spider-Man should be. So folks, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, in my perspective, has always been rooted in a hero of tragedy. He's always been one where his main motivation is preventing the acts that he's seen witnessed before him in close proximity, i.e. losing his Uncle Ben. Now with that, we've lost Aunt May. We've lost, he's finally joined the ranks of his brethren, other Spider-Men. And he's finally experienced the loss on the same scale that a Spider-Man should feel it in order to, to truly pursue what he needs to, you know, to, to live out what he needs to be, to be Spider-Man. So I think I, from what from my perspective, we finally got to see the true birth of who he's supposed to be. And yeah, it's his closest allies. He he lost all of the people that honestly he shouldn't have close to him because they will mm-hmm. get hurt. We got to finally learn that lesson of anyone close to him that Tony learned that lesson too. Oh yeah. And thankfully he didn't learn it the same way Tony did, you know? Like See, that's the interesting thing because like you look at this, the the, the way they left off Spider-Man Far From Home with Peter being revealed as Spider-Man, it's like cool. Well, forget the beginning of the MCU was Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Tony Stark saying, I am Iron Man, owning that character and people liking him for that. But the fact is, people think that this Spider-Man and, and Peter Parker are terrorists in a way is is gut wrenching. It's well, I, I will say it is trying to combine a couple of things from the comic universe that I will say are valid. Well, excellent storylines. The original Civil War storyline centered around there being like a mutant registration program Mm -hmm. demanded by the U.S. government, much like, well, the comparison in the comics was the Jews registering with the Nazis. And that was the example held within the world of the comics. So you had one side that was like, no, fuck that. We are not going to do that shit. And from what I remember, Captain America was on that side. And then you had the, no, we need to make sure we keep in check all of the violent, scary, incredible beings we have surrounding us. And that was the Tony Stark side. And wasn't like, Peter the first person to un, like to register or something like that? Like, Peter, yeah, pivotal? Peter was the first one to he in order to def, try in an attempt to defuse the scenario. But in actuality, he like kicked it off. Like the beginning of the Civil War storyline, I believe, was when Peter Parker unmasked himself in front of a like news audience and announced he is my name is Peter Parker. I am you know, a citizen of New York, blah, 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 all that shit. But it, it is different because in that world, I see a college student or an adult, you know, it's like he was much further down the, like his life. Uh, he was with Mary Jane. We, we, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like, I, I'm not trying to draw a straight parallel. It's so much like they're trying to appease a certain amount of the comic book audience, but they and also know there is really good story to be sourced from the comic book world. And in a way, we appreciate we kind of get a Sinister Six. There are six villains in the movie, yes! but you don't see the sixth one till the I very that end. That was cool. And yeah. you know what's funny? It's like it was. It's the best way we can do it without having like fucking three movies to tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, 
because we don't want all we don't want all that. We don't need all that. And can we talk about how how adorable and not well maybe not adorable, but how touching it was when we find out? Holy shit! Yeah, our our other Spider Men have been killing these villains, and then when we get a chance for like say Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire to catch up with each other, it's kind of heartwarming. And then when like uh, yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield sees Electro, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? It's been a while." And it's like, "Oh wow, they they kind of have this bond with these people, and now they're trying to." Uh, they feel Not bad just and... villains, but when that Spider-Man, when that Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker meets MJ and you watch, you watch what he goes through and that moment when mm-hmm. he saves her oh, yeah. and he finally gets to do the thing he always wishes he could. And it just, it mm-hmm. both breaks his heart and it affirms everything about himself in the same action. And I love that all of the characters get to live at that moment, you know? Oh like, yeah. And it, what's funny is I feel like this movie kind of confirms my theory for the older Spider-Man from the la- the animated Spider-Man film because it seems like he's on rocky ground with MJ because he kind of says mm-hmm. his marriage isn't really doing too well. Oh, no, yeah. we worked it out. And yeah, he yeah, sounds very of... hopeful. You know, like because, he sounds yeah. like, well, no, it's good. You know, it's like, oh, oh, it's not Because he, he's like, Cause like yeah, I, I kind of have someone, and then it's like oh, we made it work after a while, and it's like, well, what's going on here? It's all right, sure. Which this we maybe we haven't hit that point in the storyline where he hasn't become obese and uh, chasing after his ex-wife, and <laughs> <laughs> which was always a beautiful moment in that film, and I loved. Ah man, which mm-hmm. I'm very, which, which is also why I'm looking forward to that sequel. So. In summary, oh, well, and, and well, 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 when we're there, <laughs> uh, and also Electro when he when he sees Andrew Garfield on Mass is like, wait, you've been helping people. You're 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 from the inner city. I kind of thought you'd be black. There's got to be a black Spider-Man oh somewhere. My God, yes. Okay, I will say both my wife and I had this small, like we had this sliver of hope. I was like, oh, I really want to see an animated Spider-Man just like swing past in the background or something. Like we just get. We get this moment that he exists, but oh shit, I'm lost. I'm just going to go back to my universe. You know, but like, the, I would love to have had that, but yeah. The interesting thing is, though, we we do know that uh, that Miles Morales does exist in this world because in the first movie, um, Donald Glover plays uh, his uncle and mentions him. So it's like, is he going to come in future films or I don't know? It could happen in this universe that we're in, I think. I. I man, I was ready for it. I was hoping for it. Oh, it would have been great. So I hope it comes down the. I hope it comes down the road. And can but, we talk about another returning character who's kind of an alternative ca- version? Yeah, where we're, yeah. we're getting where, where we get more J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, he is playing a two different versions. And you know what's funny? I see it as in the in the world in the Marvel universe. Peter Parker always exists. Apparently, J. Jonah Jameson also <laughs> always exists. This hateful being will always be there. And I love that he always has this villain, this antithesis <laughs> that's just always trying to tear him down. But he always has his love. There is always hmm. a version of MJ. She's not the same. But it is sure. recognized by every Spider-Man that comes to the dimension we are in now. 
That was yeah. interesting to me. They are they all were like when they met her, they could see, oh shit, oh, it's mm-hmm. you. Oh, you're her. Like And we, we even get we even get a glimpse at uh, in the interrogation scene that her last name is Watson, but she's like, I don't go by that. I was like, yes. all right, cool. That is the, and, that is the new interpretation of the character. And then uh, we're also leaving out the character who w- Willie Woney show up. And then once Hawkeye happens, like he's probably going to show up. Oh, we get yeah. him at Murdoch in that one action scene of him. Catching oh, my that God. Play. Oh, fantastic. And I, I love that moment of I'm sorry, but you see it in Spider-Man's face of like, how did you how did how, 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 how uh-huh. did you do that? You shouldn't do that. You you should not be able to do that. And I, it's like before he can react, he can't question him because he can't ask the question in front of everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. And, and his and then when he went his his quick widow answer, I'm a really good lawyer. And I was like, all right, cool. yeah. fair enough. But Matt has always been that guy. And you know what? This is what holds that hope for me. He played such a good daredevil. I would love to see him play that character again. But I mean, it's clearly uh, hopefully going to happen. But it's like, where was he when all this was happening? Like we said that he's here. Why did he not show up in this suit fighting these guys? I get that it wasn't a personal battle for him. Leave it to Disney to figure it out. I'm sure (laughs) we'll him away he'll come right back and then we will decide how foggy bottom decides to handle all his business <laughs> oh man but uh i it's just like honestly like seeing it a second time it, it just held up just as well as the first time and just the, the heart awesome. like you said it action-packed funny dramatic it has so much happening in, in such a short it amount does, of time really and uh Fuck, man! Like, no, no. I don't. I don't know if you want to talk more about anything, but the mid-credit scene kind of pointless to me. I mean, I get they are setting up a, a new villain, but I don't know. Are we? That's my question. It was so sloppy that we didn't think about how we presented it to the audience. We just spent two and a half hours showing us a world and how it's structured. And then we show how to break it in the last fucking 30 seconds in the middle. Okay. Now folks, this is what I'm talking about. The way venom disappears is Mm. the same way. All the Spider-Man disappear. All the, all the villains disappear. (laughs) But venom never knew Peter was Spider-Man. That was the point of the spell. What the fuck? Well, Why no, no, does he no, no, disappear? No. Well, here, okay. the thing, I, what you got? I, 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 th- I thought this when I first saw it, but at this point, he didn't know that it was Peter. He said, "I got to talk to the Spider-Man guy because in the end of Let There Be Carnage, he does say, oh, that guy, I fought him multiple times before.' And it's like, huh, okay, but yeah, apparently you don't know he's Peter Parker. But, but it sounds like he was bit- just told the story. What I'm assuming is, in in all this time he's been on the beach in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. He's he, heard he the was, story of he's Santa. been recited like multiple times. He just doesn't believe it. Like he's just which which is the iron the ironic funny thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's possessed by a fucking alien demon guy, but he doesn't believe an alien can invade Earth and like. Mm-hmm. Well, they they don't care about stones. They they care about eating brains. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah. Uh, yeah I gotta but, be honest. I kind of thought it was funny, and as it, you no, saw, it was folks, a funny as you scene. Heard, I've just reviewed Venom 2, which was ironically in line with what how like the release of things. 
And I didn't try to do that on purpose, seriously, but it just worked out. And that's what I thought was funny. It was just like, wait a minute, you just showed us if if I was to come in with all of that knowledge fresh, it now does not make sense. Right? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. We've added so much more story. It's like, well, why would we click this guy away? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like if he showed up a little more, that would have been better, I think. Like, but it's oh, like, oh no, let's add a new villain. Let's just or, let's just or, erase him and give it to a whole new guy or, with that blob on the counter of the bar. Or, or where was uh, my 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 old pal Topher Grace? Like, where was his venom here? I will punch Topher Grace in the throat if that turns out to be how the fuck this plays out. Oh my god, no. Oh, please no! Oh my no, God! No, 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 I no, no! So I, 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 I've personally been in a van, and he admits he was miscast for it. But I mean, they could have brought him back. Uh, they could have brought anybody back. But I don't know. They I, brought I, back the we, right people. Yeah, and, and, and then they mentioned the right people. Like I, I fought. Yes. I'm kind of lame. I, I fought this Russian yeah. gangster in a aliens. I love that moment. <laughs> I'm more stuck up on the fact that he fought aliens in space. Oh man, just witty <laughs> moments like that, or like the, they were the, so good. You want me to crack your back? The yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> that's What's awesome. That? Were you in a that's boy awesome. band? <laughs> what is that? Uh, so or, or, good. Or then oh. when they're in the chemistry lab and Ned's like Peter, and like they all say the same lines <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Uh, Peter, this Peter, that Peter, Peter, Peter no, Parker. Peter, that's all. That's still all of us. Uh. Oh man, Peter but, Parker uh, from nope. <laughs> yeah, oh goodness! Uh, but okay, and then the the spell. All right, let's talk about the spell because even Doctor Strange, like all the people, all of us who care and love you, we won't remember you, and this and that. And it's like, what about the fact that we have this whole video of Mysterio talking about him? What about the fact that he's all over the place? Like, what about the like, fact that everyone was standing? In the place they were standing, and they didn't question why I got there. Well, I mean, the I mean, spell, Peter like, did. Peter did whip away before that happened. But yeah, even MJ's like, I don't no, know. I mean, like, I got a bandaid no, on think my about head. It from her from her perspective, yeah, her she's now standing there, Liberty, damaged. And, what is the logic of why she got? The, you know, like that's the thing. Yeah. You know, that's my yeah. I don't know. And then, it was a lame. <sighs> I, I didn't it's, like that out. But. And then it's like, well, well, will the Avengers still remember Spider-Man? Because he, he said only people won't remember me. But it's like he didn't say people won't remember Spider-Man because clearly J. Jonah Jameson remembers Spider-Man. They just, I don't know. Yeah, they just don't know who Pe- they don't know that Peter is Spider-Man. They All know right. who Peter is. They know who Spider-Man is. If they didn't know, if they knew who the connection was, they yeah. lost the knowledge that they knew who Peter Parker was, too. True. If true. they knew okay. that, if they were aware of that connection, they lost all of it. Mm. Well, yeah, you're right. Well, well, and then we we have that lovely moment with Happy Hogan. Oh, that uh, when, was when great. when they're talking about how you know Aunt May, and like Peter's like, oh, I knew him through Spider Man. I knew her through Spider Man. And then Happy's like, I did too. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe Happy kind of remembers, but nope. It's like damn. But even Happy still says the words that he needed to hear. Oh, he definitely. Got motivated. He went to the coffee shop, and he's he was reaffirmed. And this for me reaffirmed what my opinion was of why 
he's now become a true Spider-Man and that mm-hmm. he's lost. He's lost his family. He's lost sure. his, he's lost being able to rely on his loved one. And he now needs to be the source of good in a world of darkness. Oh, you know, like it's, it's, there is no one else in Spider-Man's world. He has no one to lean on and he is only people he needs to take care of. And And then it's like, to me, he is Batman, you know, like he is, he is this, he is Marvel's version of Batman in a different light, but this is why it is this like, dark it's sad yeah but this guy just kicks ass so we Mm -hmm. just keep showing up you know but no i totally and i like that i like that he has a fresh start and now we get to see him kind of on his own and whatnot but it's kind of sad like he goes and sees mj and 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 his buddy and it's like she's still wearing the, the 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 necklace that he gave her in the last movie and it's like all right but it's like uh, he just can't bring himself to talk to him because he's like, oh, I know they're going to MIT. And I don't know. I just it's rough. I, I'm intrigued to see where they go. I know he wants to take some time off from playing the character or whatnot, but we're going to see. Yeah, but getting, come no on. Doubt. We just saw all the cast we just did. So, oh, we yeah. know, a filthy amount of money will bring a whole lot sure. of people back to the Which, screen. I think at this point, this is the biggest uh, film. Uh, uh, like money wise, Plus, yeah, uh, man. I think it's beat the other ones at this point, and even it's the biggest film of the pandemic, and it says a lot. Like I went, I went on a uh, when I saw it today, it was a, a Monday afternoon at three o'clock, and it was a packed theater. So, and you went probably and saw it at a packed theater on Saturday oh, night, God. Friday night. Yeah, I'll I'll save my bitching. I don't I don't I don't need to <laughs> lay that right. over to you. But uh, all right, I, I forget. Uh, yeah, I don't think you mentioned how many uh, slices would you give it? You know, you know what, dude? I'm. I also will give Spider-Man No Way Home four slices of toast. There we go. You're good. Well, Dennis, I'm not sure if you have anything else you want to say about this movie, or if you want to close the book on it. You know, I think I'm ready to move on, sir, because I know we've got a couple of movie-based uh, series we want to dip into. Oh, yeah. Hence the reason I kept saying book, Dennis. Thanks for are killing you, my you, segue. I apologize. It's all good. No, no, it was a bad segue. Are, are, you, up, are you up for a couple <laughs> of TV taquitos if you're feeling hungry? Oh, yeah. Good times ahead. Dennis, well, we got our first entry into the Star Wars saga. Once again, it's been a while oh. since we've seen our buddy Mando, and it's yes. going to be a little longer. That's that's just fine because we are seeing a true Star Wars legend in the new series. That is Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett, sir. I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear.
I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you and taking what we want? If you had spoken such insolence to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please. Speak freely. Um, let, oh, holy shit. Now, let's be honest. This is something truly for the fans of the legends end of the Star Wars neck of the woods. And if you don't know what that means... Fuck off. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, what, what that means is there were a group of stories in the Star Wars world that existed before the Disney acquisition. And now, since Disney has acquired them, there are certain stories that are now not necessarily canon anymore, but a few of them are making their way over. Now... What I think is the exciting opportunity of something like the Book of Boba Fett is that a lot of these stories now have that chance to start coming over. And we're not talking about just Boba Fett. This offers the opportunity to, to bring other characters over too. So everyone, please cross your fingers, hold your breath. Let's just hope everything comes over that you're hoping for. But let's be honest, we are using this as a segue, a stepping stone to get to the next chapter of the Star Wars universe. So, as long as you keep that in mind, I think this journey will be a very, very fun one. But keep in mind, we are in the dark, dirty, danky world of the Star Wars universe over here. This is Boba Fett taking over what was once the violent criminal underworld of Jabba the Hutt. But we are going to rule it with a different hand. But, uh, Adam, I, I am, I'm jumping ahead of things. Um, this pilot episode of Book of Boba Fett also shows us one incredible and, let's be honest, shocking scene from the Star Wars universe that many of us have wanted to see. Yes. And uh, if you go back and watch the filibuster episode of Parks and Rec, Patton Oswalt's character kind of calls it. He does. He does. I love that he lays out literally the first few frames of the emergence of Boba Fett from the infamous Sarlacc pit. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we get to finally witness that moment where Boba gets to emerge from the Sarlacc as was determined previously in the comics and novelization. But we have finally seen it happen on screen. Oh, He's yeah. a living legend. We also not only get to witness that moment, but many other that mm -hmm. many others that lead up to why Boba should have the infamy he has. I mean, this man is a legend. Oh, my God. Robert Rodriguez, holy shit. That dude knocks it out of the park with this oh, one. Oh, yeah. 
A lot Seriously. going on. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we see uh, once he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, uh, he is then brutally attacked and and imprisoned by uh, some good old uh, Jawas, and it's like, what the yep. fuck? That's true. Yep. We we witness that moment where his armor is stripped away from him, and that is lost, and we eventually see where that lands on the planet Tatooine, but thankfully, it never leaves the planet that he's on. Uh, he then proceeds to live a certain period of time with the infamous tribe of Tuscan Raiders that mm -hmm. seem to exist very, very well in the harsh, harsh climate of the uh, Tatooine landscape. And he adopts their ways, their culture, and they surprise, or he surprises them with just how intense uh, a being he is. He has yeah, a drive and, and motivation that very few beings in the galaxy have i would say and as we're, we're seeing all this stuff in flashback we're also seeing him sitting on jabba's throne and having people come to him offering him, him stuff and even at points where people are offending him and would be uh let's say killed or sent down a little pit to be attacked <laughs> and killed yes sir. he shows mercy because he wants people to know he's not going to be doing things the same way he's going to try to be a friendly dictator that's right. That's right. He might be a gang boss, but he's not going to be the gang boss that we're all familiar with. And folks, I am so fucking excited to see where we go for the rest of the series, because we've already seen one of the major events that uh, is infamous associated with Boba Fett. So now all we have left are legends and tales to affirm. So. I'm pumped. Adam, I am checked in for each and every episode the series has to offer. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm going to watch, but I'm not going to lie. I was kind of bored in the episode. There was great really? moments, but I'm not a big fan of let's go and do these cutbacks. Let's do flashbacks. Do them as our own episodes. Why do I? I don't know, but I'm going to watch it. I enjoy it. It's badass to see. But so far, I'm waiting for a little bit more substance. I want to see how okay. he's going to rule. Uh, and and we even see as he's a dictator, people trying to like essentially take him down. But he's like, fuck you. I'm going to kill you because I'm a badass. That's uh, right. <laughs> that's, I, that's I, don't right. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I I'm intrigued. But I will say, Dennis, I, I know they have stuff popping up after you finish shows on Disney Plus. And uh, I just let it run. I, I checked out uh, the documentary Under the Helmet, uh, the uh, book of Boba Fett, which is the whole documentary about like the beginnings of Boba Fett and like how he was initially going to be a bunch of like clone troopers and it, pretty interesting stuff over there in Disney Plus. I was more intrigued by that little documentary series than the actual pilot episode myself. I don't know. Nice. Definitely worth oh, checking cool. out if you're a fan of the Fett. Absolutely. It's that was funny. It's like, that is also on my list. I just hadn't got to it quite yet, but you know what, man? I think I'll have to hit it before we hit next week. Nice. Definitely worth watching. But I am looking forward to seeing this week's episode. But Dennis, Absolutely. we were looking forward to a little something with a little bit of action and romance and drama and so much, so much that we had to watch a whole series. I just love this closing credit music. At every oh, episode. dude, oh, I get so jazzed. show. When I just like, want to hit next so bad. I want to like, hit yeah! next. But I I want to listen to that music because it's so intense and so like awesome. Oh man! But Dennis, I think you were about to say what that show is. Oh yes, folks. 
we are talking about the Netflix series Cobra Kai. If Johnny and I can actually work together and we win, Cobra Kai will be out of business. We gotta take things to the next level. Eagles do not respond. They swoop down and take whatever they want. First, you gotta learn how to fly. Come on, we're gonna get sued here. Uh, sue me for what? <laughs> Tighten that cord. Our enemies are working together. They are combining their styles to beat us. But there is only one way. And the only other person who knows how to teach Cobra Kai is you. Now we're talking. <laughs> you miss this, don't you? I just want to make sure this time we win. To beat the enemy. Show me wax on, wax off. It helps to know the enemy's playbook. Balance is crucial. Man can't stand. He can't fight. Daniel LaRusso. Does it really come down to this? Johnny Lawrence playing second fiddle? I just want what's best for Miguel and all of your students. So now you know what's best for Miguel. Circle around things your whole life. Wait for problems to show up at your doorstep. You cannot strike first with this guy. You just don't want to admit there's always been a little Cobra Kai in you. Everybody thinks their way is the only way. You, my dad, Cobra Kai. The truth is, it doesn't matter which way you fight as long as it works. No fighting until the tournament. We'll settle this on the mat. It's time to step into the future. This proposal will revolutionize the tournament. By a show of hands. God help us all. Welcome to the 51st annual All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament! Keep when we last saw our, our heroes and villains, John Kreese had taken over control of the Cobra Kai dojo, and he's uh, running things like he used to. He is a spiteful, vengeful, dangerous man. And even Johnny Lawrence says, enough's enough. I got to go do my own thing. I got Eagle Fang. And uh, then we got fucking Danny LaRusso doing his Miyagi dojo. And we get what we finally been wanting for three seasons at that point. We get to see them come together and bring their dojos to get to see their dojos come together. And it's like, holy shit, a new day has risen. And uh, they made a bet with the good old uh, fucking the Cobra Kai cats. They're like, fine. If we lose the all Valley tournament, we'll stop having a dojo. We'll stop being yeah. fucking senseis. And it's like, Oh shit. And, and that's kind of where of we're at. Yeah. That's for both Eagle Fang and Miyagi do. And, Oh man. And so that's where we're, we're essentially training and seeing Ken, Danny and fucking, uh, Sensei Lawrence, can they work together? Can they be senseis together? Can they co-teach? And it's rough. And uh, will they? Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, I, I've run my mouth too much. I want to let you talk a bit. 
No, man. I l- let's be honest. We are hitting a lot of the same beats. That if you're a fan of the show up to this point, you are getting more of what you're looking for. But we are turning different directions. Honestly, as a fan, I wasn't expecting. Oh yeah. Um, we get return guests from not just the film series, but the show itself. Okay. I wasn't expecting yes. to see. Yeah. All right. So Sensei I was... Silver. I I want to start there. Oh. Yes, because yes. we, we, we Adam and I watched the whole, the whole series, the whole season. So if you're if you are worried about spoilers, check the fuck out now, please. Thank you very much for the download. We'll see you next week. Um, but Sensei oh, Silver boy. returns in so, this yeah, season. I left off oh, my recap. Man. We we see Crease pick up the phone and look at a picture of his old war buddies, and he's he he's making a call, and you don't know who he's calling. But uh, then we do see the other side of the phone call, and it's it's this guy, and he hangs up on him, and then fucking Crease is like, "I'm gonna go to his house and intimidate him." Oh this man, this ponytailed fuck! I'm gonna <laughs> fuck his life up. So we uh, we see his old buddy. His old buddy <laughs> is like kind of a rich tycoon and kind of a pansy in 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 his eyes because he has friends yeah. who like his it, his version of of that definition for sure, but. I love the like because I honestly I know I've seen all the all the Karate Kids but I don't remember them but we always get the cool flashbacks but with Sensei Silver he is like come on dude no I was I was so hostile on cocaine <laughs> I was abusing little kids I was I was I was tormenting teenagers I was doing so much cocaine I had no idea what was going on <laughs> I love that explanation it was it so was hilarious. hilarious. It it's like so it's like they they couldn't say or show any of that in the movies, but they're like, "Fuck it, why not in this show?" And I was like, "Applaud to you, sir." I was banging whores and doing cocaine. Ugh. That 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 is what the life of a Cobra Kai sensei was in the eighties <laughs> in the San Fernando Valley. But fast forward to today, and we get a series setting up the fifty first annual All Valley under 18 karate tournament and it is all the whole season is the build-up to that event and my god do we get quite a bit of drama and to be honest a a mix-up of characters i wasn't really expecting um Mm -hmm. i will say i will say up until the last episode because i in the finale i called a few of the events the big things they tried to predict i called them out like a good 20 so minutes before they happened on screen to my wife. It, and and then she and I looked at each other. It was just like, oh, well, you have to do that now. Like, I, it, it's kind of funny. Like, some of the things are predictable, but I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I kind of, you can see both sides. And oh, that's yeah, what I love yeah. so much about the show. Like, they show like clips where it's like, oh shit. Johnny Lawrence was like, unfortunately, the underdog of, of his story. And then they, 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 it's like, holy shit, he was being abused by Danny Liverso. But then they show the flip side of that. And now we're kind of yeah. seeing that stuff happening with our heroes. Like, our heroes are becoming the villains. I love the our way villains... they cut that together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the motivation for each side of the, each sides of the sensei's fights mm-hmm. was, was wonderful. And oh, and then we see that a uh, little little LaRusso boy is a bully himself, and he oh is kind of like yes. a Cobra. Kai. He drives a new kid to become a Cobra Kai and to become a now. There's a fearless there's fighter. this storyline where I'm like, we start off where I'm feeling one way, and now I'm totally uh-huh. feeling the other direction. I love that they did that to me, and I'm just like, oh shit, he's trying to apologize. Fuck, 
like listen to him but no and it's like well you know what I, I also like as much as I get why he was driven to that decision to where like no fuck you I'm just gonna treat you like a fucking asshole like you treated me it's also like well but he's also trying to be the better person and it's but, great it's great it's great it's great I, I i love it but at the same time the flip side that happens entirely too much of the season people try to apologize but the other person's too stubborn and they won't listen and then that person then but takes it to heart true to life though like it is it- but it kills me to watch because i'm like come on guys because because in like true humanity, you want it to be you want it to land on the right side. You want that that's coin true. to land on the side you want it to. And I yeah. think that's what I think. Honestly, I, I appreciate about the show is that it's showing. Guess what? Even if you love and appreciate that person, their motivation can still drive them the opposite mm-hmm. direction you are running. And it's like, well, that's their decision. Sure. I, and but the, the relationship between. Uh, Johnny and his and his son Robbie. I love that. By the mm-hmm. end of this season, even then, they finally come to terms, and it's just like fuck. Yeah, we've just spent all this time beating the shit out of each other and other people. I'm tired of it. I just need to feel a human being love me, and, and then- I love that we get to that point. The fact that the motivation came from that boy who was forced to join the Cobra Kai is the fact that that Johnny's son, Robbie, was trying to be a sensei to him and not let him be taken over by the Cobra Kai. Because he even says, I'm not a fool. I don't trust anybody. I'm just getting what I want out of them. And he realizes, oh, shit. Cobra Kai is very infectious and I don't want to be a part of that anymore. And it's like, good. But and then all right, but that's that's another thing that happened entirely too much this season. I think like LaRusso said so many times, uh Silver will stick his uh fangs into you and I don't know. They just say a lot of the uh, repetitive stuff and it's like, I get it. This guy's a bad ombre. True. You gotta say it. But oh man, yeah, I, I was kind of did that. I feel like we've always done that though. Like that That's was always true. the point. That's always but it works. The point of the show. If we're looking, if we're looking at Ralph Macchio <laughs> in a show called Cobra Kai, then we yeah. are supposed to feel animosity, right? Sure. But then when when our main character who reinvigorated yeah. and brought Cobra Kai yes. back isn't even in Cobra Kai, it's like holy fuck! Wow, well, this show can pivot so much. It's exactly. brilliant writing. And like you said, also writing that is on the wall at some points, but it doesn't matter because it's so riveting and interesting. uh, Yeah. If you're having, this is one of those things, the writing doesn't need to be the most like lofty, complex things I've ever heard of or seen. It just needs to be entertaining. And to be honest, I'm entertained. I'm coming back every episode and I'm having a great fucking time. Mm -hmm. And that is what the show is for. And I really appreciate the fact that it migrated from YouTube over Netflix to survive and keep living on and do what it's doing. Now, as as you mentioned, we get characters coming and going from the past. One character who I was a couple of episodes in, I'm like, fuck, man, you know, this show could really use a little bit more Stingray. I really need my main man, Paul, to pop up in this. Paul and then when, yeah. when he showed back up, it was just a breath of fresh air seeing where he's been and what's going on in his life. It's like, and then to see the payoff of how he dramatically will change the next season it was like holy fuck 
Absolutely. Oh my god. And then everything they did to him, I could not believe it. it what's funny though is like when he came back, I was just like, oh my god. They had no idea how lucky they got when they hooked an actor like him into the show. Mm-hmm. And now in my they head, have that. I was like, I was like, no way in fuck is he coming back. He's such a big actor. I don't even know how they got him before. And then he's back and it's like, oh, sweet baby. Jesus. Oh, he's fuck yeah, firing on all cylinders. Oh, dude. Like, he is Cobra Kai. And he, he should be running that he dojo. Gets, he gets what the character is supposed to be in that moment of the in that season, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so blindly devoted to what the the dojo represents. When I he's love his his motivation mocked and belittled and just brutally t- like treat it like a piece of shit and told he's never going to be a member of Cobra Kai. And he's like, all right, get it. Cool. Yeah. This is, this is a, <laughs> you're just uh, testing me. This is all a giant test. And it's like, right. He's so oblivious that it works for him though. No, absolutely, man. Oh, I, I had such a great time watching uh, this last season of Cobra Kai. Mm. Folks, if if you had any hesitation as to getting into it, please do. I hope this didn't spoil it too much if you're still with us at this point. If you didn't, if you did watch the show, holy shit, was that not a good time? <laughs> I believe we are all looking forward to the next season. I am Which they've already very started much, shooting. Of like course, before of this course. even came out, they were going at it. It's like, thank God. Which I, I got to mention. Yet. They so they established the the establishing shots I mentioned previously. Charlie Russo, his apartment, and uh, Robbie's apartment is uh, across the street from my apartment building, and on my street. So the proposed the establishing shot that they use in the new season for the new location of Cobra Kai is the next block over from my apartment building. <laughs> and I walk by it all the time. It is a coffee shop now. They show it as for lease. And what's funny is it was for lease when they filmed this. I'm pretty sure. But I remember that moment because the coffee shop didn't like they they would they weren't operating. They let them take over the space. But anywho, which is interesting because the, the valley is <laughs> it is like a big part of the show. And the fact that they filmed the show in like Texas is boggling like because there's scenes of like we're establishing we're down Ventura Boulevard we're in and see like so many oh, areas right. they take the time to get but then it's like you forget they're not actually filming in here and yet I don't know why not like it's crazy they but it works establishing shots there that's <laughs> 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 no, it's funny see, we can see like the we can see the marks on the buildings of where they hung the letters and shit like <laughs> any anyways yeah there, I mean, some of the valley lives on. It's just not. Yeah, authentic. I yeah I I I think if I was going to give this uh, season a grade, I'd give it a three and a half slice of the toast. Oh, oof, ooh! Compared to the rest of the season, last season was really damn good. Last so season was like, riveting. I think I feel like I would give last season three and a half, whereas. You know, I would give it three and a half too, man. It was it's just really good TV. I had a great time. I was always excited to start the next episode. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent agreed. Yeah. I uh yeah, man. Now we well, gotta wait right, a dude. whole year. Oh hey, at least we don't have to wait a whole year for Boba Fett and well, frankly, the rest of the Disney True. Plus stuff. 
So we, you know, you get a laundry list of things to look forward to. But aside from all the series, you know, folks, you got a bunch of movie reviews from us to look forward to. As always, every week, we're going to hit you up with everything you want to hear about the movie reviews you want to know about. And we are going to try to give you as much notice as we can on all the social media platforms you are familiar with. That would be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that fun, good stuff. Movie underscore toast on most of them. But... Specifically at YouTube and Facebook, you can find us at Movie Toast News and Reviews, where you can find some really great stuff, by the way. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Adam, hey, what, what else you got for us? Well, I mean, Dennis, uh, we're hot off the heels of our first online digital film festival, Movie Toast the Festival, and uh, we're not slowing down. I, I really yes. enjoyed it enough. We were already taking submissions for season two, which is going to happen that this December. So please, if you got some short films, you know anybody who has short films, you were a part of the uh, creation of a short film, reach out to your producers or whoever and uh, tell them to check out uh, filmfreeway.com and search for Movie Toast the Festival because because uh, we really are looking forward to seeing some other um, amazing shorts. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, we are. I had such a great time uh, doing this last festival, getting to be a judge with you, Adam, yet again for this kind of stuff that we used to do back in college. And it was so great watching the talented work put forth by all of these amazing filmmakers. And we got to see so many different flavors too. That's mm-hmm. one thing I appreciate the most is that we get to see all of the different things that people could think of that whatever you think of, you'd want to do as a short film, as a, as a feature, what have you, a script in any form, there's always someone else who's thinking of someone different. And that I think is what is the best about watching one of these types of film festivals. And it was, a, yeah. Oh, sorry. It was also, oh, sorry. No, I, I felt bad. I cut you off. My apologies. I'll, I'll leave. I'm sorry. Well, no, that was it. I just like, I love that we get such a, a broad uh, taste of everything else that's going on around you. What's, and what's we, you we, we, we got to actually meet and talk to and interface with like some, uh, sounding directors and 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 that that was yeah. really nice meeting uh talented people alex that was a lot of fun dude i'm really looking forward to talking to you again i um i believe we'll try to work out something where we're going to interview one of the directors from last year's film festival bring him on the show but we would love to talk to those of you who want to get involved with this upcoming year's film festival but that will take some work you need to submit you need to make sure you are going to be involved. We have eyeballs on the show. We had people who checked it out last year. All we want to do is try to make it bigger. So please let your friends know. Everyone else who you want to watch your short, submit it and let them know you're going to watch it here. Film Freeway, Movie Toast the Festival. We are going to be doing it again this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just heard Frank Reynolds' voice. Folks, as always, every week, we, we, we ask very little of you. Please check out our socials. If you got a short film, go submit it. Most of all, absolute most of all, 
If you have a review for us, submit it for us in Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the work we are doing. We want to deliver for you the reviews you deserve to hear. We want to give you the quality of show that you need. We want to let you know what we think of the movies we're watching, but the movies you want us to watch. The only way we can know is if you show up for Apple Podcasts reviews and let us know what you think. But otherwise, folks, please, for the love of all that is toasty, stay toasty. I'm trying to think of something witty to say right now. I'm trying to think of a commercial. I got nothing. I got nothing to tell you people this week. I'm sorry. This is a long episode. This week's episode of Movie Toast News and Reviews was brought to you in part by Stamps.com. When you're too lazy to get out of your house, when you're too fat and silly like me to go and stand in line at a postal office, you got Stamps.com, people. You can print out any label package Anything, schedule pickups at your own home, and the postman will come knocking and picking it up from you. So go to stamps.com backslash crunchy toast to save 25% on your first order, and you'll receive a digital scale to weigh your packages. Stamps.com. I don't know how people are still running these ads. You know, underwear can be pretty uncomfortable sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta go free balling it. But you wish you had underwear. Me undies are the most comfortable underwear I hear. Well, actually, I'm wearing them right now, and I can't get enough of them. So go to meundies.com backslash toasty to save 5% on your first order. You won't regret it. Your balls and ass will love you. And if you don't have a balls, your other parts will love it as well. Me undies. Put them on down under. This episode of Movie Test News and Reviews is brought to you in part by Crack Cocaine. When you've given up on life, even stamps.com, and you want to steal stuff from the loved ones and people who don't see it coming to get your fix... That's right. Crack cocaine is there for you. Get high, get low, get out of this world. Get in between. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Crack cocaine. Oh, yeah. I'm Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown. I oh. do cocaine. Damn. Whew. I found a few convenience stores near you. My phone's just going crazy lately. A few!